asking the right question can greatly impact your future. So are you working with a certified financial planner, a CFP professional? Certified financial planner certification is the standard of excellence in financial planning. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Earlier this week, Israel received a response from Hamas on a proposed hostage and ceasefire deal. They laid out a three-part plan. Over four and a half months, Israeli forces would gradually withdraw from Gaza, hostages would be released, and Palestinian prisoners held in Israeli jails, including those serving life sentences, would go free. And Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu didn't really try to hide how he felt about that. Look, we haven't committed to anything. We haven't committed to any of the crazy demands of Hamas, the numbers of terrorists with blood on their hands. There is not a commitment. There has to be a negotiation. It's a process. And at the moment, from what I'm seeing from Hamas, it's not happening. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken sounded a little less pessimistic. He said Hamas's response creates space for an agreement to be reached, despite containing what he called some clear non-starters. But while that process continues to play out, life in Gaza remains grim. And now a place where so many displaced Palestinians have found refuge is Israel's next target. Many of them are in tents, many of them are in makeshift refugee camps, and it's scary to imagine what it would look like if the troops, the Israeli troops, come in into this sort of environment. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. CNN's Ivana Kotasava is back with us today to continue our look at Israel and Gaza four months after October 7th. Today, we're going to focus on what's going on in Gaza. Because as diplomats hash out a potential deal behind closed doors, the death toll in Gaza continues to soar. The Hamas-controlled health ministry puts it at more than 27,000 civilians and combatants. 27,000 human beings. I started by asking Ivana to explain the current state of Israel's military campaign. Well, David, there's two ways to answer that question. On one hand, Israel is undoubtedly scaling back a little bit. So last month, Israel announced that it has withdrawn one of the four divisions that were fighting in the Gaza Strip. And this is because Israel now controls large parts of the Gaza Strip. And since those areas are under control, they can pull these troops out. On the other hand, the areas that are not under Israeli control are the areas where we see really fierce, intense fighting. Mm. So at the moment, that's mostly in and around Khan Yunis, which is a city in southern part of the Gaza Strip. And this is a city where Israel says Hamas stronghold is still operating. And it's where some of the fighting is happening right now. So the real question, though, is what happens next? On Thursday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that once Khan Yunis is under Israeli control, he wants the offensive to shift to Rafah. And that's something that is very concerning and that has a lot of people worried. Wait, yeah, because Rafah is all the way at the bottom of Gaza. And the only thing further south than Rafah is actually the border with Egypt. And this is the place where a lot of displaced Palestinians have gone. So my question is, where are these people supposed to go if the military comes in? 
Exactly. Exactly, David. That's the question. And it's a question that no one seems to have any answers to. So as you say, as Israel was progressing through the Gaza Strip from the north to the south, it has been consistently telling people to evacuate south. Rafa sits right at the border, as you say, with Egypt. And just a reminder is that border has been shut. Right. There is no leaving the Gaza Strip for the vast majority of people. So if you think about it, very large number of people who have been displaced from the entire Gaza Strip are now in Rafa. Mm. The UN says that there are as many as 1.3 million people in there, which is half of the population of the Strip. Wow. And many of them are in tents. Many of them are in makeshift refugee camps. And it's scary to imagine what it would look like if the troops, the Israeli troops come in into this sort of environment. It's not that Rafah has not been touched by the war at all. Israel has been striking Rafah from the air and there has been some destruction. But what hasn't happened yet is actual maneuvering of forces into Mm. the area. And I can tell you that once that happens or the areas where that happens, the destruction is just unbelievable. What you can see here is actually that in an ordinary neighborhood, there's a shaft going down the tunnel, which we're going to go in. So I went to Khan Yunis recently with the Israeli military, which means that I was only able to see what they allowed me to see. Right. And, and the destruction was incredible. And if we look around, and I've asked many questions about the you know, the price that uh, Gaza, Khan Yunus pays, the houses. Yeah, definitely there's a price that has been paid. When we drove from the border fence to Khan Yunus, which was about 45 minutes, my view was limited. But I can tell you, David, I did not see a single building that was untouched by the war. Most were destroyed beyond recognition. The buildings you see, a lot of them look like you know, remnants of medieval castles. You you get a wall with some holes in there where the windows used to be. So the idea that something like this could happen to Rafa, where all these people are sheltering in tents, is is very scary and it's very, very worrying. Yeah, and that on top of the fact that there's just nowhere for the actual people to really go. There's nowhere further south yeah. anyways. So Does the IDF have a plan then to limit civilian harm? It does not seem like they do. So when I went to Gaza, I went with General Dan Goldfuss, who is the commanding officer of the 98th Division of the Israeli Army, which is the division that is leading the assault on southern Gaza, which means that this is the man who is in charge of what is happening on the ground, where the troops are going and what is happening with the civilians. And I asked him, we asked him, General, what is the plan? Where should these people go? We'll have to find a way if we go there. I'm a military commander. In a democratic country, I take my orders from a democratic government. And if our government decides that that is the order, we will have to find a way to protect the civilians. He said that he has not yet, as of that moment, received an order to maneuver into Rafa. And the general said that he will decide what to do about the civilians and how best to protect them 
if and when he receives the order to go into Rafa. Mm. So that means that as of now, he either doesn't have a plan or didn't want to tell us about this plan. But it's going to be extremely difficult. That can inspire a lot of confidence from people in Rafa at the moment. No, and, and not just for people in Rafa. I mean, the people in Rafa are absolutely terrified. But this situation is making even some of Israel's closest allies, the states and people who are insisting that Israel has the right to defend itself, nervous. Any military campaign, military operation that Israel undertakes needs to put civilians first and foremost in mind. And I suggested, uh, again, some ways to do that. So the U.S. Secretary Antony Blinken was here in Israel in recent days, and he raised the issue of Rafa with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, according to our sources. And he said that Israel needs to do more to protect civilians. The same with the United Nations. Uh, the Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned uh, about the move into Rafah, where we are already seeing extreme humanitarian crisis. I mean, it's not like the people in Rafah are living comfortable lives. These people are starving. They don't have access to clean water. It's a dire situation there. More with Ivana after the break. Asking the right question can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So are you working with a certified financial planner, a CFP professional who meets rigorous education, training, and ethical standards, and is committed to serving your best interests to prepare you for a more secure future? Certified financial planner certification is the standard of excellence in financial planning. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome back to Tug of War. I'm speaking with CNN's Ivana Kotasova. Ivana, one of the stated goals of this military operation, at least according to Israel, is to take out top Hamas leadership, like the big names in this organization. What do we know about how that's going? The goal of dismantling Hamas and taking down the leadership is, you know, not been achieved yet. It is true that Israel has killed some higher level officials, but when it comes to the very top leadership of Hamas, the people who planned the horrific terror attacks of October 7, those people are still escaping. And chief among them is the top official in Gaza, yeah, Sinwar, mm. who is the man that Israel wants the most. What I can say about Yichia Sinwal is that he's a coward. And he's dug himself in underground. And I spoke about this to General Goldfluss, and he said that they will get them. He is very confident that Israel will eventually capture and kill Sinwar. But, like, are they even sure he's in Gaza? Well, this is the thing, David. Watch your head over here. I'm standing now inside the portion of the tunnel um, underneath Khan Yunis where the, the idea took us into this vast tunnel complex under Khan Yunis and we went into a room in this cavernous strange dumb and weird room the walls just 
feel like they're going to crush you. And the general said, this is where we think, or we believe Sinwar was hiding at some point. Hmm. And we asked, you know, do you know if he is still in Khan Yunis, which is Sinwar's hometown, that's where he's from. And the general was like, we'll get him. Like I said early on, and I'll keep on saying, we are getting there. So would they be leaving the underground and going back? I don't we know. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, we pushed on and we go, well, are you absolutely confident that he's still in Gaza? And he didn't answer that question. And can you say with absolute confidence that he is still in Gaza? I can say that we are reaching. But Just can you say, you know, is it possible he used a tunnel to get into Egypt? Everything's po- Life is possible. Everything's possible in life. You didn't think you'd find yourself in a tunnel 25 meters underground. I certainly Did you? didn't, no. And yes, you read Joel Verne, 20,000 leagues under the water. We're 25 meters under the ground. This is real. So I am not convinced that they know where he is. I am convinced that they're very confident that they will, they will eventually get to him. But how long will it take is anyone's guess. And, you know, I guess it brings us back to the place we seem to find ourselves in so many of these conversations that we've had over these past four months is like, what will all this death and displacement actually accomplish here? Like, where does this go from here? Well, David, if Israel manages to wipe out Hamas out of Gaza, but doesn't come up with a plan on how to deal with Gaza, how to rebuild Gaza, how to make sure that Gaza has a future, it is very possible that in sometime we will see some other entity rising from this huge anger that is very apparent among the people in Gaza. Because if you think about it, if you are a child now, all you've known your entire life is war. I mean, the UN is saying that there are 400,000 Gazans right now who are at acute risk of starving. Hmm. They're eating grass. Wow. They're drinking dirty, polluted water. There's not enough medicine. You know, even things like it it was raining a lot in Gaza in the past few days. And there's mud everywhere. It's like ankle deep puddles of mud. And there's no escape from that. And people don't have the means to clean their clothes. They don't have the means of washing themselves. It's unimaginable. Well, Ivana, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Taylor Galgano and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas. Dan Zula is our technical director. And Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dionora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jameis Andres, Nicole Pesaru, and Lisa Namorow. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson, Matt Wells, and Katie Hinman. We'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. Talk to you later. Asking the right question can greatly impact your future 
especially when it comes to your finances. So are you working with a certified financial planner, a CFP professional who meets rigorous education, training, and ethical standards, and is committed to serving your best interests to prepare you for a more secure future? Certified Financial Planner Certification is the standard of excellence in financial planning. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.